going on? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is a very loud and explosive episode of TGI Fight Night, presented by City Wrestling Radio. It's Labor Day, and you know what that means. Uh, what does that mean, Corey? AEW All Out. We just watched it. Well, we watched it last night. Uh, so we're going to talk about it, and that's it, right? You didn't, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. We're talking about All uh, Out. All Out was a fucking was, great show. Uh, yeah, no, it, All Out's been the talk of the town. I feel like it's only, and it only, and it has been for this past day, these past 24 hours. I just feel like people are just still kind of reeling over that pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, I mean, um, all-timer, and, you, you were saying? Oh, yeah, no, um... It's just more, it, yeah, no, I woke up, no, I saw that pay-per-view last night, and I woke up still thinking about that pay-per-view. Uh, it's just, it's a liberating feeling, having this sense of positivity towards a wrestling pay-per-view in quite some time, but uh, we'll get there, Corey. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, four debut. oh, yeah, four debuts, men kissing men, turns, uh, someone was kissing someone out there in that now arena, I mean, I don't know how you can, like, I... I wouldn't be surprised if people just outright just started just doing it because of how good it was. Like, this is near pornographic. Might as well just be pornographic. Yeah. No. That's how good that fucking pay-per-view was. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just we'll just kick it right off. Uh, well, you know what? No. Let's not even let's not just kick it right off. Let's not bury the fucking lead. Daniel or Brian Daniel. See, I'm the WWE mark over here. Brian Danielson debuted. Adam Cole debuted. Uh, Ruby Soho debuted, Ruby, 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 and uh, yep. Minoru Suzuki debuted. All debuted yeah. in one night, um, and it was one of those things that I think when I was watching the show, I was like, "Okay, Suzuki's here, cool." I, I think that's gonna be probably like maybe one more debut. Oh, Ruby's here. Oh, okay, that that's probably it. Uh, but when you went into this thinking there wouldn't be any more debuts other than Minoru Suzuki and Ruby Soho, no, I just didn't think that they would debut four people in one night. That was my That's fair. Yeah. Um, but then the whole Britt Baker, Pittsburgh Sunrise spot in her match. Um, it, I was just like, okay, Adam Cole's showing up. And then Daniel Bryan showed, or Bryan Dennis. Yeah, I'm just going to continue to do or it. Or it could have just been a wink and a nudge. Like you could have. She's been hinting like for weeks. Easily... Yeah, whatever. But... Um, there was a scrum. Do you want to just talk about the scrum and then the show? Or do you want to do the show and the scrum? The scrum? You mean the buy-in? No, the, the, the press oh, the media conference. Scrum. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about the media the media scrum. I mean, it, all I want to say is AEW All Out, fucking great show. Go watch it. Uh, but yeah, the scrum. What happened? It was Tony Khan, Brian Danielson, Ruby Soho, uh, and Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, basically all the, all the long-term debuts. And listen, man, uh, the CM Punk Coke Cabana podcast, this was not these... Uh, particularly Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, where they just came away from that company just completely grateful for their experience. They, it all just came. Wow. They were just very diplomatic. They, like, you could have, I mean, the cynical side in you and all of us could easily say, oh, they just don't want to burn their bridge. They're, they'd be leaving money off the table if they were to, you know, just bash WWE all they can. They're not going to, de- they're not going to John Moxley this whole entire situation because genuinely speaking, like, they, I can de- I listen they're, like they're they, they they come from they they probably actually did come from like a very good humble not even humble like a good like nurturing circle of yeah. WWE that they themselves experienced but then you know also with Brian Danielson like he was he went through the ringer in that WWE career and for him right. to like 
still have a tough decision on um, on whether or not to join AEW or WWE. I mean, that was the main difference between Brian Danielson and Adam Cole was that Adam Cole he was always gonna go like he he was always friends. He he goes way back. He goes way back with everybody on the elite. His yeah. fiance is there or wife. I don't know if they're married yet. No, I whatever. think still fiance. Yeah. Um, but for Brian Danielson, he was tossing and turning and just. And for him to leave like that, and then the main takeaway from the Brian Danielson uh, scrum was that he he went on to say that like he he went on to say like he was talking about uh, like being in a marriage and how he would he wants a little spice in at least one aspect of his life, and he oh, wow. chose that and that and in that aspect he chose like AEW, which. You know, he one of the main uh, the things that he said about Vince McMahon was that he that company was very overprotective of him. Like, yeah. And for and they were just looking out for the his for his interest, you know, in regards to his health and everything like that. Or and you can also look at the subtext of that, of them just not wanting him to go somewhere else and wrestle a style and just do circles around that company. Well, he, <laughs> they, yeah, they just don't want him to be competition. They know exactly what his market value is. They have known that for a long time. You know, yeah. the fact that he, you know, he was pushed multiple times as world champion, like multiple. And, and you would like to give WWE the benefit of the doubt of them looking out for his health, but this is WWE and giving them the benefit of the doubt. Like, well, yeah. Well, the thing your about, mileage may vary. The thing about WWE is, is I think when something happens on company grounds and you can prove it. You know what I mean? It's they they take care of you medically. That, I mean, at least Brian Danielson is like. a guy. I mean, I'm not here to concern troll, but this man did, you know, had seizures. He had like had concussion induced seizures. Yeah, and told and made his wife and made his wife not tell anybody, or they he kept that a secret. Yeah, like, yeah. That, well, them's the facts. You know, and also, like I said, he's connected to WWE more than Adam Cole is. Like Adam Cole, the only thing he had going at WWE's was like he was good friends with Sean and Triple H. You know what I mean? Sean was the reason why he was a wrestler, right? And for him to and for him to be under the tutelage of one Michael Hickenbottom, uh, and for and for Adam Cole to say that he wanted he has always wanted to be a WWE wrestler since he's the age of nine, and do you still leave? Like, what does that say well, about I mean, that system, bro? Like I'm saying, like he is not as connected to the company as Brian Danielson is. Where Brian Danielson's uh, father, I guess his stepfather-in-law. I don't know how exactly what they're titled. I mean, like, Laurinaitis, John to... Laurinaitis works for WWE. You know, the Bellas, I don't ever see them going to AEW or New Japan or wherever. And if they want to make money, they're going to be making money with WWE. I mean, Bellas are completely independent. Like I'm not I'm not yeah, sure what their status but, contract is, but then like they're they're in main income. Like they don't have they don't need WWE for that income but, anymore. Well, no, no, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, you, they, what do you mean? Like the Total Bellas, Total can, Bellas the, the, is no, a to, WWE is is WWE. I mean, they have produced. their own YouTube the YouTube account. They have their own like freaking Instagram account. Like that shit still brings in like millions upon millions of dollars for them. For and now. they still got their wine coming now. They're making money for and now. Like they, how, they don't need the WWE brand because but how long will they keep that going without WWE? Not long. I mean, I and Daniel Bryan leaving is what I'm saying. He doesn't want to affect his wife's ability to make money. That's just what I see it as a concern. I think they're husband. fine. I just think I personally think they're fine. Well, I mean, for future, like, do you think Daniel yeah, Bryan? Even then, even then, you I think, think Daniel Bryan was like, glad, I, I do firmly believe that the whatever, dude. This this debate's actually. <laughs> 
No. Get to the bottom of it. He cares no. about his wife. He's a loving husband no, no, no. is all I'm saying. But, uh, but the You're point is... You're saying he's not. You're Brian saying he Daniels... doesn't love his wife. No. But the point is, Brian Danielson, he... Motherfucker just wants to wrestle. And he yeah. wants to fucking... He wants to kick fucking heads in. He was he was working really blue. The post-match promo, like, he just said the F-bombs. I mean, he knew they, they were off air, but it's like he just said, let's fucking go. And, yeah. brother, I'm there with you, Brian Danielson. Well, I mean, maybe you can go see him at AEW Full Gear on... November 13th, wherever that's going to be. Yeah, no? sure. No, no, wait. but, um, but, but, but with, the with, with the, with the debuts and everything with like, with Adam Cole, him fitting in with the elite, um, he, it's I mean, going to be really interesting it. how he's implemented. Like he's a member of the elite. He's another singles rest. He's potentially just another singles wrestler in the elite. Like that's how does that, oh, the dynamics of that entire group. Like, do you need a gal- Gallows and Anderson? Title? Like, yeah, yeah, the TNT title, like you, we get, we'll get there, man. Yeah, if, if they want to collect all the belts, man, then they could, uh, they could definitely do the TNT title thing, and the Young Bucks get the tag titles back, and we have yeah. all the gold. Uh... Anyways, uh, yeah. Also coming out of that was the 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 date of Full Gear being moved from the sixth to the thirteenth in St. Louis, um, I believe, because I mean, rumor was that Tony Khan said. He didn't want to compete with a or uh, UFC. I mean, it wasn't a rumor. He straight up just said he's friends with Dana White. And he didn't want to take money away from Dana gotcha. White. Gotcha. And it's also the same night as the Canelo Alvarez fight. It's it's just not a good night for well, AEW to do it. If a Jake Paul, if a Logan Paul fight can like significantly take away money from that mm-hmm. from one of the AEW pay per views, then what the fuck do you think a UFC and a Canelo Alvarez fight and a, and a pretty major UFC fight? Well, you know what? Do, like, He's yeah. ruined my Saturday night the next week. Because the next week, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Battle in the Valley, San Jose, California. I believe it's going to be on New Japan World. Um, you know, same night. They're both scheduled for the same night, pretty much the same time. I so, think, the, what does that mean for... Uh, they're going head-to-head. I don't. Moxley ain't coming there. Moxley's scheduled to be there. I mean, I'm just they saying. Could, they could totally pull out. They could totally pull out. Card subject to change, Corey. Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to concern troll you again. But no, you. I. I mean, I will pay that troll toll to get to John Moxley's hole. Anyways, Uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens with them going head to head. I mean, will it affect even pay per view numbers? You know, I. I don't see it affecting too much. With I think AEW is going to be fine. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's kick off the show. Uh, AEW all out. 2021 kicked off with the buy-in. Did you match. watch the buy-in? Oh yeah. No, did not watch the buy-in. I mean, I'll be transparent AF. I did not watch the. Buy- I mean, I watched some of the buy-in uh, from work when on my phone, but um, once I got home, I got home during the Kojima Moxley match. So I missed... only the finest in city wrestling radio. You know what? People got lives. All right. How am I going to get home? I sit at work and watch the damn event, and now my phone's playing voices. Anyways, let's kick it off. Uh, well, uh, the faces went over on the heels uh, in the buy-in match. Did you watch it? You watched the full thing? Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. It was uh, Orange Cassidy, uh, Wheeler Yuta, and Chuck Taylor, and Jurassic Express versus the um, Hardy family offices. And it it felt like, Brian Alvarez said this in his review, it, was, it felt like a party. You know, it was, was very much, it was very much a house show energy. Yeah. Uh, you got... You got your baby faces going over, but you still had the heat with the heels. Um, a bunch of bunch of spots that were really c- cool, 
I liked. Don't remember them, but I, I still came away with it with a very positive feeling and a positive energy that you want out of a crowd uh, for the first match yeah. in in your pay per view. Yeah, uh, this was hot. This was a hot match. Yeah, so I said, like I said, Return of the Butcher. Uh, he our faces go over and good way to start the show. Uh, then we kicked it off with uh, Eddie Kingston versus Miro for the TNT title. The one thing I will say about um, Eddie Kingston is that he's just he's incredibly loved and cherished by everyone, and I I can get so behind him because I can get into like I'm like I can have that Eddie Kingston physique, you know? I could I could probably throw a couple uh, uh, potatoes left and right and uh, look like Eddie Kingston. You know, I mean that's that's part of his appeal. Where he's 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 had he has that everyman mentality, and you add that with a New York accent, like it's it's just straight up money. Yeah. So, what did you think of this match? Like I said, I didn't get in before until the next match. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. I thought this was easily Miro's best match of his entire AEW career so far. Um, Kingston got a lot of offense in. Um, the, I mean, this is a pay per view match, and he. In all of Miro's run, he genuinely had the most, uh, out, got the most offense out of uh, onto Miro, and there was, and they brought enough, uh, they brought enough uh, space, if that, that's a weird way of saying it, for um, mm-hmm. for for a rematch because of the whole shenanigans uh, concerning Bryce Remsburg of him trying to put the there was fuckery with the uh, the turnbuckle they tore Yanu'd it, yeah, and. Uh, he tried to put the turnbuckle. Bryce Remsburg tried to put the turnbuckle pad back on, but then Kingston did the back spinning back fist, I think, and he set up for the pin. But then Bryce Remsburg was fixing it, and everybody and the whole entire crowd was just booing the shit out of Remsburg. And then there was a point in the match where something Miro, about the refs. I mean, no, right. there was a point in the match where uh, Kingston was going to use the exposed turnbuckle on Miro. Yeah, and then Bryce Remsburg stopped him, and then it led to Kingston getting his. Getting his nuts redeemed, yeah. more or less, as yeah. uh, according to Miro on Twitter, where he got low blowed, pin, win. Mm-hmm. This was a fantastic match, and it's this won't be the last, and I hope it isn't the last. This is all signs are pointing to uh, Arthur Ashe, and I Eddie Kingston better win at Arthur Ashe. I against mean, Miro. if he doesn't win, I mean, uh, then I don't know. Was it? Yeah, it would be dumb. He needs to win. You know, All right, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, no, it was a great match, so. and it won't be the last. I hope so. I hope it's not the last. Like these two cutting promos of each other on each other, like on the build up to Arthur Ashe Stadium. Like, sign me the fuck up. Well, then, I mean, then it just goes back to what we were talking about, like with Adam Cole. Then, like, what does then we have Adam Cole? You know, we'll get there because I, I think because it's pretty clear where Adam Cole is actually going as we go through the pay per view. Right. Uh, then we have Moxley versus uh, Kojima, Shitoshi Kojima. Uh, this was an incredible New Japan style match, hard hitting. And I'll say this: I think Kojima has another singles run with him. Maybe not in AEW, but Impact, an American style singles run, because he does still look good. Like I just kept getting John Cena vibes from the guy, like a little older but can still go in the ring. Uh, yeah, no, uh, those pecs, he can still bounce those pecs. It looked great. It yeah. will always be great. Yeah, uh, he's fifty. 50 years old, yeah. So, like I said, complete hard-hitting a New Japan-style match, uh, complete with brain busters. Uh, eventually, Moxley hit two paradigm shifts for the pin and the win, and 
That wasn't the top story of this match, though, because after the well, match... Well, I mean, like, this match in general, uh, I thought it was very much... Like you said it before, the Satoshi, uh, Kojima's greatest hits. They did the Lariat. Uh, they, like, Moxley just came off. What did you think of... Uh, how did you think Moxley looked? Moxley looked good. I mean, he's looking more... I think a little bit more and more... Uh, God, what's the word for it? I, I don't want to say vicious, but kind of a little bit more aggressive. Kind of worked. He kind of worked a, a little bit of a heel style. Yeah, definitely. And it, I'm seeing it more and more in his style overall lately. And the crowd was into Kojima. Like this was, and we'll, That's what I'm saying, yeah. and 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 even more so into the next segment. Like this was an educated crowd. This was a crowd that uh was very self-aware as a mass, and I think that's really evoc. Uh, indicative of how AEW has presented itself. They're not singers, though, that crowd. And we'll get there. Uh, after the match, though, well, they're singers for this song uh, because the lights go, well, the lights don't go out, but the Titan pops up. It says The King, and out comes Minoru Suzuki, and the crowd goes ape duties for him coming out. He comes out in his uh, Suzuki Goon tracksuit, which, hey, AEW. Hook us up with that on shopaew.com. Uh, he comes out to the ring. They begin to face off. The crowd, like I said, they sing the entire theme song. They face off, exchanging blows. Uh, Moxley receives a rear naked choke and a gotch style pile driver. Which and, is his way of saying hello, and John. Suzuki stands tall. And, I mean, we find out later that this match is going to take place next week on Di- or this week on Dynamite in Cincinnati. Fuck yeah, it is. So, yeah, stay tuned for more. Like, this is definitely, this has Moxley wanting this written all over it. So, one time, Suzuki, or you think he's going to be here to stay for a little bit? I mean, he has to be here for October. For October? You mean for, oh, yeah. Yeah, for West Coast Pro Wrestling. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he'll he'll be here for a few dates. He might, yeah, he might end up, like, just being, like, he, he might just stay in America for... God, he's like, like you know what? And a half. He's like, I'm moving to the Bay Area. It's fine. I'm gonna get myself a house in Fremont and just drive into Daly City to do wrestling shows. It'll be fun. You think uh, you think a wrestler on his salary can can like do better than that? Yeah. No. <laughs> That's California no, for you, man. Uh, yeah, it's fucking expensive out here, man. Our next match of the night: the AEW Women's Championship. Chris Statlander versus Britt Baker. Or sorry. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, uh, with Rebel and Jamie Hayter ringside. Uh, this was a great, 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 great match. Um, I just don't think Statlander, though, was a credible challenger going into this match. So it kind of made me kind of made you mean, it hard I'd for like me. You mean in the buildup, right? Yeah. Yeah, going yeah. into the match. I didn't feel like she was credible at all. I didn't feel like she was going to beat uh, Britt Baker. And that's, I think, a problem with AEW right now, is that a lot of the title matches that we have... Seem like foregone conclusions. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I think, I, and I kind of don't see that as a problem, more or less just, uh, I know Christian's like, okay, I know like Britt Baker's going to lose. Uh, I'll have this same argument with the main event, clearly, as I just slipped up Christian. Um, yeah, I know that Britt Baker is going to win. I just want to see how this match is going to go. Yeah. And if I like it, then more power to us, yeah. you know? And I, and, and I think uh, and I've been a little bit more accepting of that. Yeah. Um, Statlander, she's good. But Britt Baker, I mean, I think she's one of my top ten, at, le- at, at very least, of 2020. Really? I've, yeah. She's up there right now. I mean, she's 
when her theme song pops up, it you know, it gets me excited, Michael. But I want to stand I, on my yep. feet. I, I thought Stratlander was super impressive here because of just you know she 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 held her own. Yeah, she held her own. But then like I wouldn't, I can't really remember a memorable spot that Stantlander did herself besides Orange Cassidy losing his shit. Yeah, no, that yeah. So this match, I felt like they were going at a ten, and it w- and it was a good match. It was very good, but I felt like it could have been an an incredible match if they just toned it down to a nine. What do you mean? Like, I felt like they were just trying to get spots off left and right and getting as much in as they can. And it there were points where it didn't seem as fluid. So it wasn't botchy, but it just didn't seem, like, as fluid. You, you know what I'm saying? You did not. You weren't a fan of the pacing of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It could have been better, but it was still very good. So that's just me nitpicking at that point. I, I mean, like, listen the the main thing, the main takeaway from this was OC losing his shit and the Pittsburgh Sunrise. Oh, and also, which it was easily the top with is can easily stand toe to toe. Like it's easily like a top three reaction of that entire night. People lost their fucking mind. Uh, I also did love Rebel. I did enjoy her ringside screaming her freaking head off. He's here. Let's go, Brett. Let's go. Good point in the match. Uh, so yeah, there was a good bunch of good spots. The super fisherman neckbreaker to Statlander, Baker planning Statlander into the mat with a DDT. Um, there was a good spot though. The deadlift superplex off the top rope when Statlander lifted Britt up, and I don't think it was planned to be a deadlift spot. I think they were actually about to botch that spot, but they saved themselves. Just my opinion. It's a close call, then. Uh, Baker dodges a 451 splash. Um, the fans are chanting, this is awesome. A curb stomp to Statlander on the outside, leaving her grounded. Uh, that's when the power of friendship really forces Orange Cassidy to scream his fucking head off. And he took her. off the glasses, too. Yeah, he... Go! Go! He said, get in there! Yeah. And, uh... It can be really uncomfortable. Not going to lie. Uh, that's well, you know, he heard my last episode. He was like, you know what? I do need a, gig- a gimmick change. Tony Khan's going to talk to me about this. Uh, but no, that's when Britt hit the uh, Pittsburgh Sunrise, which sounds like it would be a delicious drink. Curb stomp, lock jaw, submission victory for Brittany Baker. So, hey. DMD. Yeah, a Dr. Brittany Baker, DMD. You know what? I want, I want to get my teeth. Like, do you think... Do you think people like search her up just because they're wrestling fans now? Uh, it's kind of it's, yeah. No, she gets it's. She, I remember, I remember there was a part where like there was an interview where people would just specifically just try to get to get booked for Brittany Baker. Hey, listen, more more bookings for her. I guess you know it's business, right? She's like whatever. I love I love her because she also was doing a autograph signing a couple weeks ago, and this is before Adam Cole, well, obviously before Adam Cole made his decision and uh she was like yeah man answering adam cole questions for a hundred bucks and then she would just make up random answers and like be like oh i don't know you know gotta respect the hustle um yeah no following Britt baker on instagram it's uh tread lightly because there are sometimes where her stories is just like taking pictures of literally pulled teeth mm. and uh it's just like on cotton but like on cotton like surfaces and it's just like a bunch of blood and it's like entire teeth 
Like, you know, like, you ever seen x-rays of, like, your teeth? And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. My teeth are fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. No, entire teeth. And, like, she takes a picture of that, like, god damn, I got to tread lightly. She likes teeth. She posts those stories. I mean, yeah. What can I say? You're, she's a dentist. Yeah. They, yeah. It's funny. Do you I, know she's a dentist? I just watched Little Shop of Horrors last night, too, and that reminds me of dentist. And you, you've seen yeah, movie, Steve right? Martin. Steve yeah, Martin. Steve yeah. Martin. A young Steve Martin who looks like he's 50 years old. Yeah, young Steve Martin. Uh, who's looked 50 for about 40 years. Uh, uh, Shavo, oh, next up, Alex Marvez with Andrade, and apparently Shavo canceled uh, Pac's flight. The entire flight. So, yeah, what do I mean? What do they have to gain from that? Like you lose out a pay per view pay payday. They were like, you know, like what? I'd be if I'm Andrade, I'd be pissed. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they were just like, you deny me the opportunity, Chavo, and I'll uh, make you shorter. Yeah, I don't know, man. Andrade's kind of fallen flat for me lately. Oh no, I thought I'm, I thought Chavo. Oh, you mean Andrade? Yeah. Chavo, Chavo's great. I, I, I thought Chavo was great. Yeah, Chavo's always good. I mean, he's great. I, 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 hey. I gotta see. We gotta see him in a match, man. I want to see them. Andrade, in a, Andrade, and Chavo. My, my my opinions of Andrade was that that Gargano match was a long time ago, and I have yet to see him top it. It was yeah. five years ago. Yeah. And for me to for him to not surpass that, like granted, that's an amazing match, but he has not even reached that level. I just um, and it's been five years. It's yeah. getting clocks ticking. You know the pressure's on Andrade. Well, it's been since the Zelina Vega days too. You know, like he had a little bit of a run as the NXT champion, even after the Gargano match, at, or not as NXT champion, but as US champion on the main roster. And he got pushed for a little bit, but hey, what was was was, and so we move on. Uh, next up, the AEW World Tag Team Championship match. It's the Lucha, match. Lucha Brother versus the Young Bucks, Steel Cage match. This is a fucking incredible match. Uh, I don't really have much other words to say by that, about that. So next match, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't know how I could possibly take notes on something like this, though. Like, it was just uh, It was bloody. It was brutal. After it spot. was less than... It was less than 25 minutes. Uh, this show so far is going longer than... I mean, it has, it, I hope the show would go longer than this match, but yeah. um, it's it was dramatic. Lucha was, Three-fourths of the men in this match were bleeding by the end. or you know, It was surprisingly restrained in Lucha Bros' uh, standards, in my opinion. Um, not, not to the detriment of the match. I was still hooked in, but I, I was fully expecting a destroyer off the top. No, I mean, once I saw the the height of that cage, I was like, that ain't happening, man. That was like someone's gonna die. Or they could have like, or Brandon Cutler could have find could have threw like four tables. Like, did you see his arm when he tossed that one? When he tossed that shoe? When he tossed the spiked shoes? No. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a throw. A lot of pressure. Like, I mean, granted, he's Brandon Cutler, and he can be like a stooge and kind of a geek. And I feel like he's a baller. The audience, the audience can like laugh at him if he. You know, Miss throws it, but he can always try again. Um, yeah. So he has that out. Uh, but yeah, this match. What, and, and what it, more can they say about it than what it everybody went, else has been saying for the past twenty-four hours? This match was fucking incredible, and quite possible. I'm not. I'm not like I'm still teetering on thinking this is above the Bucks Hangman uh, Omega match. I think so. You think so? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 I'm, I, I'm going back and forth on that. This was this like, was a fucking, and the, it's, the fact, this one was way more dramatic. This one was a thousand times more, way more dramatic, and that might be the 
that might be the the edge. Well, I think they use the gimmick of the cage and the you know the gimmick shoe very well in this match. In in the other match, it was just a it was a good it was a great wrestling match. And that's why I'm kind of going back and forth with that because the hangman this was that was a traditional tag match in a, in the classic sense of like fuck dude yeah those guys those guys really did it yeah I, and I can't fucking watch it anymore because I lost all my Bleacher Report purchases that sucks fucking assholes uh, I received an email like with the customer service saying oh you need to reset your password yeah okay I'm gonna set my password reset my password uh still nothing. Yeah, Bleacher Report, get on that. You're, we're not going to let you sponsor us. We're turning down your sponsorships. Yeah, we only take the best here at City Wrestling Radio. Fight TV, man. Uh, yeah, hit us up, Fight TV. City Wrestling Radio at gmail.com. Uh, but no, like I said, coming out of this, we have new tag team champions. It was the exact way it should have ended. Memphis um, daughters embracing their bloody father. <laughs> yeah, so me and Jose talked about this uh, during the AAA Triple Mania show. We thought the younger one was Phoenix's daughter, but that's apparently now that's that's Penta's daughter, you know, because she went right to her dad in this match. After the match, he has three daughters. Two of them are like sixteen, and the other one's like six. His Tio. Yeah. His his wait what? His Tio. Tio his uncle? Penta or Tio Phoenix, depending oh, yeah. on which daughter we're talking about. There we go. Yeah. One uh, big familia. And I, I, that is so heartwarming to see, like, pain, the uh, Penta and Phoenix. Like, the fact that they have, like, entire families. And they, they like, they give this bring them to the ring. Com- yeah, they bring them to yeah. the ring. They have this mystique of, like, being absolute killers, like, cold-blooded killers for pack or yeah. just be, or in, just in general. But really, uh, they actually have families. But that's, like, a thing. Like That's so funny. Fam- I, I like, I, that's one thing I noticed about the Triple Mania show is, like, everybody came out with, like, not everybody. A lot of people came out with their kids. Um, oh, yeah. You know, somebody and came so out. When Phantasmo unmasked and you saw his son just, cr- like, just crying his balls off and then just having, like, utter contempt with uh, whoever unmasked him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so let's get into the Name match. escapes me. Lucha Bros. That, 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 that entrance by the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, it was a little random. Okay, so I really liked it. What do you mean random? I really it was, liked it. It was perfect. And I spoke to some people about this. Uh, first off, it was, it the was dancers. The dancers. Oh, whoa. those dancers were amazing. This is what they were doing. No, and but then, okay. They, they were like, they were, were like leaning. They were then, like. But then the ones in the center that was supposed to be Penta and Phoenix, like those were just, they were like the Rockettes. It was awesome. Is you about to play your Genesis over there? Your Genesis controller? I just, I just need something to hold on to. <laughs> uh, I just, I was, I was like, is that a Genesis controller in his hand? No, it's actually not. It's an 8-bit Doem 30. Okay. It looks like a Genesis, but. Or like it's a... suppo- that's the point. That's the idea. All right. So they were coming out to the ring. They were wearing like uh, traditional. Um, I don't want to say like the exact which ones they were, but headdresses so it was like Mayan headdresses. Yes. Um, so with the like their ancestors before them. But what they what their ancestors did not wear were Letterman jackets that say Lucha Bros. Although I do want them. Can I get one in black? XL. No, you're criticizing this entrance. You're never you're never entitled. Never again. You know what? I will, and I will make sure of that. We here at City Wrestling Radio knew one time Phoenix was at a show and had diarrhea. So. Okay, the fact that you're putting the word out there like that they're just never gonna they're never gonna well, do anything for us ever again. Thanks, Corey. Got Lucha <laughs> Brothers. Blame him, not me. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> they come out to the ring. I mean, it was it was a great entrance. I it, it was 
it, oh, what they were wearing, oh, it's a great entrance now. <laughs> what they were wearing was a little, it was a little random and disjointed. But there was the jackets that threw me off, not the headdress. I like the headdresses. The jackets threw me off uh, because I did like supposed to answer with like a like. Never mind. Never mind. It was just like two different styles. That's all I'm saying. It was like two different things going on. Styles clashing over here. No pun intended. Uh, Callis joins the commentary table. Bros start beating down on the Bucks right when the bell rings. And the Bucks try to escape. I, I don't know why. We talked about this on the last show. There is no escaping in an AEW cage match. Um, uh, yeah. A lot of great spots. The backstabber to Matt by Penta. The rolling twisting cutter to the Bucks by Phoenix. Made in Japan to Matt. Uh, the one spot I really enjoyed, though, is when Matt and Penta go for the double Penta drivers on on the younger brothers, on both Nick and Phoenix, on the ring apron. It's a really good spot. Yeah, no, that was. Uh, it's like poetry, Corey. Uh, that's when uh, eventually, though, Brandon Cutler, like you said, threw the bag in the ring with the gimmicked shoe with thumbtacks on the bottom. Uh, they start super kicking the hell. Well, first off, they go for a super kick on Phoenix. Penta, being the, the the gracious, loving older brother that he is, he's got in the way. He says, no, I'll take it. Oh, no. Just like another, like, no. like, God, you guys love your family, and that's amazing. Like, I wish I could have family values like them. Uh, Penta then uh, is thrown directly face first into the shoe. BTE trigger to Penta. Phoenix breaks up the count. Uh, Penta comes alive. Phoenix comes alive. Uh, they start. Mummy's alive. Everyone's Sorry. alive. Um, that's when they get the. Oh, that's when the older brother Penta driver spots. Avalanche Canadian destroyer to Matt Jackson by Penta. Penta is just bleeding profusely. Phoenix is bleeding. Nick is bleeding. It's like to a point where like Penta is just dry heaving too. He's like the way he bleeds. He's like bleeding from the forehead. And it's going down his face, and he yeah. just does this little. <laughs> he plays it up, man. Uh, all four men can barely stand. They're doing the spot where they're all exchanging super kicks back and forth, or, or just all around in a circle. It was kind of cool. I, I don't know. <laughs> kind of cool. Yeah, that part. I don't know. That part was a little. I didn't. Uh. Uh, Penta points up to the top for uh, Phoenix to climb up to the top of the cage. He climbs up, hits a high cross onto the three men, which, hey, man, that's all good. That's all we need. Uh, assisted fisherman driver to Nick Jackson, uh, Penn, Wynn, and new tag team champions, the Lucha Brothers. So, yeah, Like I said, it was, it was the right call. Uh, we both said that the Bucks should lose. Um, and this was an emotional and like this brought like this pay-per-view to an emotional, emotional high. People were just touting that like, you know, greatest, again, like we, like we said earlier, greatest is it's, it's among the greatest matches, not just tag team, like greatest matches in AEW history. Like it's easily a top three, 100%. It's going to be like uh, a lot of people are talking about contention of the year for match of the year. Yeah. Um, and it's just undeniable at this point, in my opinion, that young, the Young Bucks are the greatest tag team, like in this era, probably in I any guess, era. Yeah. Uh, I, I this is they were in front. They were. It's it, it's just undeniable at this point. Every time they have a big match, whether it be a dynamite rampage, dark dark elevation, they don't wrestle in those days, but or these pay per views, like no matter what, you are going to get at minimum minimum five at this point. They're fucking. They're fucking out of this world. They're my favorite tag teams, like probably. Well, ever. I'm some, and I'm someone. 
and I'm kind of and I've always said I'm kind of like Vince McMahon in this sort of way where I'm not conve- in a conventional like big fan of tag teams because I do believe in the in the classic single sing, uh, singles match wrestler and so it, it it takes a little bit of convincing for me to you know really buy into tag matches but with the young bucks like that's just guaranteed money they're they they have revi- completely revitalized my interest in tag team wrestling and 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 of course like the entire industry they have turned the entire industry in its head with tag yeah. team wrestling since the 90s yeah uh no the thing about the bucks is that you, you what is yeah okay go on no i just i there it's it's their character that just it, it annoys me it's That's just the point i know but that they've, is the point but they've annoyed they me are so forever good. They will make sure to like. They will make sure that you know that they're good. Yeah. To, and they will beat you across your fucking face with every super kick possible, because they are that damn good. Yeah. And it's and and the way they they play that up, the way Nick Jackson looks like a goddamn clown every time. The way and what he what Nick Jackson yeah. succeeds. Yeah. And what Seth Rollins miserably fails at in every step of the way, is that they're just so natural. They're completely natural. They're completely confident. In their arrogance, and it's, yeah, dude, no, Young Bucks, they are they are arguably AEW's greatest performers. Yeah, no, uh, they are. They are in this history in yeah. the in the in its two year history, one hundred percent greatest tag team of all time. You think? Absolutely, in my opinion, they're my number one. They're well, my number they're one. not my favorite, but skill wise, I think they're the greatest tag team of all time. But well, then, what's your favorite? favorite? Then what? Well, then my favorite too is like you have to take in like character and things like that. And I think would the Lucha Bros beat them out? I don't know. I would never like to think, think so. About, I, would I don't think, think about, so. Well, I mean, I think favorite is all about like what you feel too. You know, who you like, uh, who is the best is a different story. Nonetheless, uh, this was also uh, Jose's favorite match of the night. City, it's, it's City Wrestling Radio. T- it is. It's beat reporter. Yes. Jose. It's it is bar none undisputed. Uh, uh, then we go into the Casino Battle Royal. Incredible, uh, incredible fucking match. What the Casino Battle Royal? This one too. This actually wasn't that bad. Either. It wasn't that bad. Uh, By far, the clubs actually. come out. The, okay, I just I think the way they introduce every I say this every year. The way they introduce them, they reveal the the card. It like takes a minute. It's like, yeah, this uh, they are really AEW's really stingy on how this thing is presented. You know, this is they totally been totally doing Collins it like idea. they've been doing like doing they were presenting like this since the company's inception, and they have not changed a single nope. thing. Um, um <laughs> it's uh. Yeah, it is it what could it be is. Better, and they are just they, it is what it is now at this point. Uh, the clubs come out first. That's a Karoshita. The, uh, uh, the Sky Blue, who was just wrestling on Dark, I had she had one match. It was good. I saw that match. Uh, who did she? She wrestled Velvet Sky. Uh, Velvet Sky. Yeah. Uh, red Velvet. I mean, a red, red Velvet, Velvet. Not yeah, Velvet Sky. That's that's red. Well, answer. red versus blue. Uh, Emmy Sakura, the Bunny, and Abaddon. They all come out first. Um, Blue is eliminated first off by Abaddon, which because uh, they because they had to. Well, the crowd was they crowd fucking hated it. Hated that because she's you... from Chicago. She's a Chicago lo- local wrestler, <sighs> and I sort of feel like she's got a look had, too. You kind of had no choice because they. Um, I mean, I'm not here to justify this booking. It's just they had a spot for Julia Hart. Julia Hart got injured. She was not medically cleared. Wow. Injured and. We don't know. Well, she no, probably the, was. The story no, was. No, no, there was there was a dark dude. No, there was a dark match mm-hmm. also. There was also a dark match where Julia Hart also kind of kind of fucked up her leg while trying to kick. Uh, who I don't I forget. Pretty. I, I saw the spot though. I'm but, pretty sure I heard. Uh, well, I heard that uh, she was at the uh, 
what do you call it? Sky Blue was added to the match, and Tony Khan. That was a complete audible because of how show over, how over she was. Yeah, well, yeah, but then he realized he had too many people in the match, and someone had to be pulled from the show. Or from oh, the wait, match. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she had to be pulled from yeah, the no, match. Yeah, so, no, yeah, Tony did. I mean, uh, didn't Dave, Dave said that, Dave right? said that, yeah. Uh, good yeah. old Uncle Dave. Um, so uh, Blue is eliminated by Abaddon first. Bunny then eliminates Abaddon, which... First off, Abaddon's 80s-style teased hair. I love the 80s zombie look. It's something new, and I enjoy it. Uh, next come out the Diamonds. Anna J. Kiara Hogan. Is it Kiara Hogan or Kira it's Hogan? Kiara. It's Kiara. Kiara Hogan. Oh, Kiara Hogan. Kylan King, Diamante, and Nyla Rose. Uh, Emi Sakura is eliminated by Sheeta. Hogan stomp, elim- stomp, clap. Hogan eliminated by Rose, which Ki- Kiara Hogan is... <laughs> She's Kiara. not getting Kiara, Kiara Hogan. Well, it's like she gets called. She was Kira Hogan on Impact for the longest time, and now she's Kira Hogan. I mean, this is an AEW show, and just pronounce how they want to pronounce. I All guess right. I don't know. Doing my best. Uh, yeah, Kira Hogan is eliminated by Nyla Rose, like I said, but she's she's not getting anything in AEW, and I wonder what's up with that because she was pretty over in Impact, and people like her. So, uh, Kylan King eliminated by Rose. Uh, Sheeta eliminated by Nyla Rose. Yeah, so it was that that prompted a pretty like a quite a reaction yeah. from the news of her elimination, and it put her in a weird spot. To be honest, Dakar uh, Sheeta, I, I had her pegged as like a final four, but yeah, what, what can you say? Uh, Nia or uh, Nyla and Diamante form an alliance for about twenty seconds, and yeah, uh, Hearts come out next. Thunder Rosa, Penelope Ford, Riho. Jamie Hader and Big Swole. Riho got a huge pop. Yeah, uh, it's Richard. actually quite unfortunate how much of a big pop she got. <laughs> yeah, uh, because uh, Riho was just then eliminated by Jamie Hader. So it looked like a botch. It actually so? looked like a botch because she went through the middle ropes. Yeah. Um, and then you could clearly see Jamie Hader just say no, no to the referee that considered her eliminated. Yeah. Um. Maybe it's women's rules where it had there they they've done this before where the, they can't they count as middle rope as an elimination huh, because no, I don't, yeah it's weird yeah no Riho got eliminated through the, and I and I thought I honestly thought that was a botch and hmm. but you know I haven't heard anything from them I mean she was never going to win anyway so yeah 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 um, not really worth splitting hairs over but I do think you know your Japanese women talents uh not exactly the the best night for for them you no, know there no. was. You have you had you got that you would think that right out of the gate of AEW this was going to be like their the main like hook for their women's division was hey, how of you know like, look at the women's division look at that that tournament was 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 awesome on yeah. the Japan side and then you know COVID I well had yeah COVID I mean, uh, but then you also have but then they're also living but then you got Riho and uh, but and how Karshita living there how like, is they, like COVID though like. I get how it played a factor into what happened before, but how does that play a factor now? How... I mean, there's a reason why Maki Ito is not around. That's true. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, they want to probably want to go back home, and they don't want to. It's unfortunate, man. <clears throat> uh, yeah, coronavirus is unfortunate. You heard it here first. Uh, Hot takes from Corey. Uh, that'll be. Uh, we'll put that clip on the Instagram. Uh, Diamante eliminated by Big Swole. Swole then eliminated by Jamie Hader. That's when the Spades come out. Uh, David Spade, Kate Spade. No. Uh, Ty Conti, Red Velvet, Layla Hirsch, Jade Cargill, and Rebel. 
Hey, Conti, my girl, nah. also got a big reaction. So Rebel is eliminated uh, quickly by Red Velvet. Bunny eliminated by Ana J. Ana J, my pick to win this match, was then eliminated by the Bunny, which I guess. See you later, Ana J. Layla Hirsch eliminated by Jade Cargill, which I thought was fair because it's Jade Cargill. And yeah. Did you know she had a, like a degree in child psychology? Yeah, she like says that a million times on oh. her Twitter account. Oh, I didn't follow. Good I mean, for her, but yeah. you know, we get it. Uh, that's when we, that's when the Joker comes out. Ruby Soho. Don't for, yep. Yeah. She comes out to Ruby Soho by Rancid. Uh, they, they called it on Alt 105 two hours before, was, you know. He was, um, he was, everybody expected it. Hey, guess what? Sometimes the predictable choice, the one that fans expect is the, is, is the right, is the best, is the right call. Yeah. And for her to, for her to enter, she taught again. And so Ruby Soho, talk about somebody who just had the fucking time of her life throughout this entire weekend or this that, that night. Well, just the media scrum, this match. Yeah, this was a woman who just comes off as somebody unbelievably grateful of the position that she's in. Well, did she keep talking about the amount it, of freedom? It was infectious. She's talking about huh? the amount of freedom she has here, uh, even going into it this far, having one match. She's already and, talking and about also that. the day of all out was the first time she ever actually met Tony Khan. Like wow, the wow. amount of trust that Tony Khan has with Ruby Soho. Like this is, we should probably just move on with the match and then okay. talk about. It. Uh, so then, uh, Hater eliminated by Cargill, Velvet Sky eliminated by Cargill, or Red Velvet eliminated by Cargill. Uh, Cargill then eliminated by Nyla Rose. So that was random. I was pretty disappointed on how. I, I I mean, like you could say this could lead to a Nyla Rose and Cargill program, but I I I didn't think I didn't think Jade Cargill. I think she had too few spots in this battle royale. She got, like she eliminated Layla Hirsch by tossing her ass, but like Layla kind of all hater Red Velvet. She eliminated the three of them. So that kind of just went under my radar, though. Uh, Ford then was eliminated by Ty Conti. That's on me. Yeah. No. I just think the whole, I think Nyla Rose is just, she's not taken as serious as she was when AEW first started. I mean, she's a little bit more she, of a comedy uh, wrestler now. Not was, in a sense of her matches, but like, hold on, backstage, uh, she's doing more of the Vicky Guerrero, like, um, and then on BTE, she's with uh, her and I got Ryzen. You know, they're doing the whole church gimmick thing, so... Yeah, I don't really follow that. I, I'm just saying, I like... Kinda, I kind of gloss over those parts. You don't see Britt Baker doing characters on BTE. Well, not yet, at least, but... But, yeah. Uh, yeah, um... Maybe Ford, we'll find out next week, you know, uh, Conti, Adam Cole. Yeah. Conti eliminated by... Well, it was put on this morning. I still haven't watched it yet. Uh, Conti eliminated by Nyla Rose. So we have our final three. Uh, Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, and Ruby Soho. And then we have our final two because Nyla Rose is eliminated by Thunder like, Rosa. Immediate, like straight up, straight up. They did not like made prolong that. Like mm -hmm. the the prolonged was the prolonged spot was the final two. They yeah. Uh, then we have Ruby Soho and Thunder Rosa, and oh my god, they begin chopping the shit out of each other, just like the amount of chops that Thunder was. Did you see Ruby's chest? Like, right up here, it was Walter Levels of just got Which, beat down by him. Are red. you sure that isn't her tattoos? No, no. I was absolutely sure because you could see <laughs> her red chest, like, underneath the tattoos. And, Again. Oh, my God. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, they battle on the apron. Riot kicked to Thunder. Thunder then eliminated by Ruby Soho. And she, the Joker, is uh, the winner of the Casino Battle Royal. So we'll see here face Britt Is Baker. this the first time that the Joker won a Battle Royale? Who was the Joker? I mean, I would have to look into that, but I think so. I mean, Sidell was a Joker. Oh, then yeah. Actually, let's let's actually look this up. Well, the Casino Battle Royal. I'll look it up. Uh, yeah, no. Um, well, the one thing I would say about like it just it's good to see her in AEW um, fighting fighting. You know, not just doing these sports entertainment matches. She's going back to what she knows, and that's wrestling. Uh, but after the match, Jr. Uh, does mess up and call her Ruby Riot, which I believe he had a couple of mess ups all night, but nonetheless, it was a great match and I really enjoyed it. So Hangman Adam Page was the Joker and he won it. Oh, was he the Joker? In, uh, in the first uh, in the first event. Oh double or nothing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh then we go to the next match. Not the final match of the evening, but the final well, fight. Yeah. Oh well. I this 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 battle royale, um, you know, going into it, this had you know, bathroom match written all over it, that and the QT Marshall, like, and then following at following, uh, following, following the greatest tag team match in a, in a W short history. This had ever, this met this battle royale had every reason to fail and they it held didn't. up and it held up. They, yeah. they stuck like they, they stepped up to the plate and like kudos to this women for showcasing the roster Maybe kept like maybe should have kept Riho and Hikaru Shida in for a little bit longer because they were kind of your tent poles for the division. I think Shida for um, sure. Riho, me, I don't know. She, hey, listen, she first champion. Shida, Shida, Riho. Remember Riho beat Shida in that match. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Well, she was the first champion, so I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Like so. that. If that is my one one nitpick on this, right person won because I predicted it. <laughs> And she was over, and that 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 the the, the rancid theme song, like this is, this this is a great veteran addition that I've we've been talking about that the women's division needed. You yeah. know, Ru- yeah. like Heidi Loveless, Ruby Riot, Ruby Soho. They they this is a one more person that, and I, and I hope and I, and you got to keep them coming. You got to keep and, them coming and veterans, not like not new ones because you got new newbies. Have them like we need we need a Mercedes Martinez. Well, what I'm saying. Once we heard that song, another tattooed woman. One, once we heard her, that song, we knew her destination was pretty clear. Uh huh. Okay, Lars. There you go. Well, Lars, you know Lars is a big wrestling fan. I saw Lars at Clash of the Cow Palace. Gotcha. Yeah, huge. Wrestling I saw every like that dude. I saw him um, on my way to a grocery store. I saw him literally. I was crossing the street, and he was the driver. Oh yeah, I've seen Lars. And like, and, and you know what Lars would look like. Yeah, no, I know. I'm like, <laughs> so he's like, "Oh, what's up, dude? Hey, how you doing?" He sounds like yeah. Enzo. He's like, "Hey, how you doing?" Uh, let's move on. Final fight: MJF versus Chris Jericho. Um, okay, so I mean, this is a this is a good match. Very, very, very good match. The one thing I would say this is that caught me off guard is was did you think MJF came off kind of nervous or just wasn't all there? He I did not a... think that. I did not think that at all. Really, I think I... MJF. I think MJF is an absolute general in the ring. I just know, especially seemed... in big matches. It seemed like at the beginning of the match, he seemed a little like, I don't know. He seemed like nervous, especially. He seems like he was trying to buy himself more time when he ran out of the ring and like did. That I mean, spot he is wrestling the... Jericho, but he did that spot with the jacket, which was very like, oh okay. That... 
I don't know. It was random to me, and I thought it was fine. I thought I thought MJF was actually excellent in this match. Well, no. Okay, we'll get there. Uh, so MJF comes out. He but he comes out. They the countdown begins. So we get the countdown to the Millennium Clock popping on the screen. And it counts down from fifteen to one, uh, but it's not Y two J. It's it says Jericho's last match on it. Amazing, um, amazing. One thing I, I want to say this though is I was walking down the street the other day and I heard you these, saw Lars Fredrickson. No, almost I, ran you over. I heard these. Uh, he's not Tom Phillips. Um, <laughs> I saw these. Like they were all like eighteen year old, seventeen year old, eighteen year old kids, and they were all walking down the street. And they were, I heard them go, "Yeah, it was called Y two K," and people kind of freaked out about it. And I was just like, "I'm old." You're old, Corey. You're old. Anyways, um, so he comes, was that it. That was the yeah, that was my story. Yes, it had nothing to do with wrestling. I just wanted to talk about it, and it had something to do with Y two J, Y two K. Anyways, uh, MJF looking very a lot leaner in this match too. Uh, Jericho comes out with the Fozzie guitarist, Billy Gray, playing him in. The fans are eating it up, and they're singing along uh, for a moment. They uh, tried. They, they tried. tried to... And also the guitar tried. Somebody, a purveyor of live music, uh, that, and, and you should know a thing or two about this. Oh, I do. Um, that guitar was peaking. Yeah, yeah. Was peaking, and, disto- and, and just that... I would have covered my ears if I was in that now arena. I'm surprised. I don't. I think everybody was trying, kind of covering their ears, and I feel like that's why people were. I don't know if there's a lag. There's a lag between the guitarist, um, and the guitarist fans. actually riffing and the audience singing, and he was trying to catch up. Very hard stuff. It's yeah. it's it's very complicated. I have. I am not envious of that task. Um, but um, the the, it, the the in concept, this was excellent. Yeah. Um, he comes out to the ring. They both come out to the ring. Uh, MJF, like I said, he does that spot where he wipes his ass with Jericho's jacket. Seems like he was buying time for some reason. Um, he was being a heel, like stalling. Yeah, no, uh, okay, yeah. It just Charlotte Flair did it tonight. Uh, on Monday Night Raw. We get some flippy shit action, um, a la Will Ospreay and Ricochet when they do their little back and forth. They both it's jump something up. you wouldn't expect in yeah. a Jericho match in 2021. Uh, Jericho, then they battle out into the fans and Jericho grabs one of those, like, it's like one of those guardrails that has the rope that pulls out from it. But those things, if you've ever seen them, they weigh like good 70, 80 pounds. And Jericho Not just, fun. just fun. fucking dropped it on the back of MJF's back. We get an air raid backbreaker to MJF. MJF though, will not stop targeting the left hand of Jericho in this match. He hits it. Then he gets on the top ropes and gives Jericho a double stomp to his hand. Uh, heat seeker to Jericho on the ring apron. Jericho out of the ring and gets in the ring by the nine count. And then MJF goes for an acai moonsault. It's one of the first times we've seen MJF Wait, go. before that, um, would their explanation of why uh, Jericho like took that long to go, I thought was actually one of the smartest things, smartest explanations I've heard about the nine count, Taking and that is time. they want to squeeze every second. They want to squeeze every second of it. So, like when when it act when the when the nine count actually comes, they'll just they'll go forward immediately. And they're like, yeah. that's just something. That's just the type of shit that I just never even thought of with wrestling. Um, mostly just because Vince is like, oh, that's good shit. I don't, I don't really, I don't really <laughs> think that way either. I just never really thought of it that way. And I just thought that was a really nice touch because this exact same spot happened during the Darby and uh, well, no, it was Punk uh, match. Was it Darby and Punk or was it Kenny Omega match? It was the Darby oh, and Punk Darby match. Him. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So MJF goes for an Asai Moonsault. One of the first times we've seen him do a 
uh, was a high risk maneuver. Uh, but Jericho dodges MJF charges Jericho and on the outside and Jericho, uh, catches MJF when he goes for a hurricane Rana and transitions into a power bomb onto the ring apron. Uh, all great stuff. Jericho goes up to the top. MJF catches him, hits him with a code breaker as Jericho comes off the ropes Jericho hits a lion salt, and that's when Wardlow comes out to the ring, and, uh, and your favorite wrestler, Jake Hager, follows and beats him up and takes him out back. And that's when we get the heel your turn. wrestler's of the... favorite wrestler, Jake Hager. Uh, and that's when we get the heel turn of the night. MJF, <laughs> I just fucking love this part. So MJF has Floyd in hand. Aubrey's back is turned. He knocks Jericho down with Floyd, and JR just screams, Oh my God, did, J- did Floyd just turn his back on Jericho? Like it was like if Floyd was an actual person or something. It was, it was great. I loved it. Uh, MJF hits uh, the Judas effect on Jericho. MJF goes for the pin. Uh, he gets to the two, they get to the two count. Jericho gets his foot on the ropes, but Aubrey Edwards, who. She didn't see it. She didn't see it. Dude, she is right. And I know it's a storyline, but she is right there. She, Work. She needs to work a little bit hard. It was the refs all night. They seemed a little bit. Uh, I thought she. Was, I mean, I'm gonna have to watch it because it, I saw. I, I haven't seen. I haven't gone back and watching it 24 hours later. But I thought she was at a good angle. She, I thought it was believable. I thought uh, it was believable. Okay. I didn't have to like. I'm not trying. It was I like the what microphone. They were trying to go for. It was like this to me. It was like I could see that. I could see it. So, anyways. Whatever the point is. So she counts the three count and calls for the bell and pin win. That's when another ref comes out to the ring, and MJF is just floored, like he just actually beat Jericho. Another ref comes out to the ring to inform Aubrey of her wrong decision. Paul uh, Turner. Uh, rep, uh, Aubrey then restarts the match, and MJF gets in the face of Aubrey. Aubrey pushes him, and Jericho goes for a roll-up. And I, I thought, yeah. I yeah. thought it was going to be finished right there, and I would have fucking popped big for that. And But no, it wasn't. That would have been so funny if MJF just won anyway. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. That would have been amazing. Honestly, I would have done that. But if, hey, listen, if you want to keep Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Salt of the Earth applied, and Jericho fights out and applies the walls of Jericho. Tries to transition into the Lion Tamer, but doesn't quite get it, so he transitions back to the walls. If he can't get it, he can't get it. Just do what you got to oh, do. I know, yeah. Uh, he tried. That's what I'm saying. Uh, MJF fights towards the ropes. Jericho pulls him back, and MJF cannot withstand the pain anymore and taps out. And. Jericho wins by submission. So feel good victory. Um, like I said, I thought MJF, MJF was I thought MJF was excellent in this match. Jericho played a really nice face, nice foil to MJF. Yeah. I just again, when MJF is in the big match, he just he shows the fuck up. I he, I think he's an un, because of how good he is on the mic, people sleep on his in-ring abilities, mm-hmm. but like he is he is just as good. He is yeah. if not arguably better you know and he this is the guy and um tony khan said in the scrum that mjf is a locker room leader and for a guy his age being a locker room leader with that roster I, he's probably a locker room leader to the kids he's definitely not going to be leading he's not going to be like bossing around brian Dan- he's not going to make brian danielson pick up his bags is on well probably what, not what do you mean but, by locker room leader because to me by, when i hear that in aew i just hear somebody that's trying to motivate everybody and let's say let's have a fucking great show let's go out there and do everything we can to have the best show possible we'll lead and by example not mostly. so much as like undertaker and like this is my cord i'm gonna 
do what I want here because I'm the I mean, Undertaker. They didn't exactly elaborate on it, but I'm only just basing. I'm just assuming. I want to know if we have MJF court now. I want MJF court now backstage. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, uh, we move. Oh yeah, Inner Circle come out and they all they all hug their their leader, Chris Jericho. And I thought, and I legitimately thought, like, this is a pretty face heavy so far. Pretty face heavy uh, show. Show yeah. and it has and it will continue to be but yeah. until the main event at least. Well, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, Darby Allen versus CM Punk. CM Punk is back and meh. Just remember that. Oh, just remember that this show as ginormous as it is cm punk also wrestled his first match in the in the first of seven years and, and it was a great match too yeah i mean oh i don't know about a great match it was, was exactly okay it was exactly what it needed to be it answered and it, it 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 there was for a guy who hasn't wrestled in seven years yeah huh? yeah um, yeah it's good this for was, that. This was pretty sure. good. This was, in fact, I thought it was actually really good of how it was laid out. But keep going. Just go through the match. Oh, well, he worked hard, and I didn't, like I said, I didn't like this. I, what happened? Well, I'm going, don't worry. God, I'm talking here. I'm, this is, we're having a wrestling match. And the only place I'm asking that they, for an arm drag. The only, the, place, the only place that they could have done this and the crowd not gotten a little silent, I think, was Chicago. Because they were being really nice and being really into this match. Oh, the dude can take a literal shit in the ring, and Chicago would fucking love it. And believe me, he's tried. Uh, Allen comes out with his usual film school project. Uh, apparently, he jumps out of a helicopter, probably into a foam pit. Uh, the fans, they, they're there singing. was a body bag attached to the freaking winch of that what helicopter. Was what was that guy's name? Kansas or Wichita? Kentucky. Kentucky. There we. <laughs> that was. God, kind of... I. I hope it was uh, probably Kentucky. less said about Kentucky, the better uh, less said about Darby using Kentucky, the better. So the Kentucky, fans, I hope you're being paid. Well, the fans not. begin singing along to cult of personality. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I love when they sing along to Judas because it's almost path, this pathologian response, but everyone seems lost at, with this song and they just kind of no, pick up, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it they out. They pick up like every other word. They're like, free that's just what i got from it um cm punk is in tights and i don't know how i feel about that either it needs a i think it needs he needs to do he needs a he needs he needs a center design he needs he needs a he he needs a design that's on the waist yeah Uh, he also needs to wear his kick i I need to look at it i need to look at it again he was he needs he need yeah i think he has kick pads on the outside he needs knee pads on the outside. Yeah, I think that would actually kind of complete the look because it have, actually just it kind of just looked a little bumpy. Did he have elbow? You know pads? what I mean? I think elbow pads would help too. Because I don't think very... he have elbow pads. No, he he I, he never. I don't think he has elbow pads. I just I I don't know. It's, it's definitely like, an adjustment. Look, it is definitely an older, adjustment, man. CM Punk's looking older. Looks, I think he would have been fine with the tights. I think no, but I think like his upper body, like his aesthetically speaking, his upper body, like his MMA. I mean. Remember, this is a guy who fucking trained for an MMA fight for the past four years. Like, he, you would, ex- and for him to look like that, like, yeah, he, I won't, I'm not surprised that he's in great, he's, he's in great as a shape as he is. Yeah. He's also 43 years old. Yeah. Uh, so they go back and forth. Darby almost caught in a GTS early, but evades. Uh, this match starts pretty slow. Uh, eventually, it needed to be. You think so? Yeah. Okay. It was. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, then eventually, the, uh, Darby hits a overhead stunner to Punk. 
Darby takes over, hits a coffin drop, uh, or coffin splash, I'm sorry, and with uh, two, and gets multiple two counts, but can't get the pin on Punk. Darby then is crouched on the top turnbuckle. Darby reverses an atomic drop. Eventually we get a GTS to Darby, but he falls out to the ring, outside of the ring. They do that 10 count spot again where the, he makes it in by the nine count. Punk signals for another GTS. Darby fights out of the GTS, flipping Senton to Punk to the outside off the top turnbuckle. Darby signals uh, for his go to, well, his version of the go to sleep and tries to hit a coffin drop off the top rope. Not his version of the go to sleep, but he does the whole, you know, go to sleep. He does the taunt. He copies the taunt. Yes, he did the copy taunt move. Uh, goes for the coffin drop, but Punk just gingerly sits up. He undertakers it. <laughs> and Angel yeah. laughs. And I just thought that was great. Darby reverses another GTS, but finally, or, yeah, but finally Darby went for a poison Rana, and Punk caught him, caught Allen and hit him with a GTS to pin and win. And yeah, yeah. Um, I thought this was a fantastic showing for Punk. Like this was, he did a really uh, one of my favorite spots in that match was that leg lariat that he did because, like years ago, he would you would think like he that would just be a routine move for him. But you could feel the oomph, the meatiness of it. Like it, it, it had like a, it had a bigger emphasis on it. Like, like it had a bigger emphasis on it because he's older. He's arguably heavier than before. Yeah. And that move now matters a lot, in, instead of just it being a part of his routine. Yeah. So it brings a little bit of gravity. It, every every single one of his movements have a has a little bit more gravity than it was ten years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he he struggled for the. He never did the pit. He did the. Um, he did the running knee on to the corner. He kind of struggled. He kind of struggled grabbing Darby for the clothesline. Yeah. He never did the bulldog, <laughs> which was actually kind of interesting. He didn't do the Pepsi plunge. Um, I'm just going through his greatest hits right now. Like what? You, and I just thought this was a classic story of the veteran versus the veteran who knows how you know how how a wrestling match can be won versus the guy who's doing everything possible to win a match yeah yeah, Dar- you know, I, yeah i i thought this was a great i thought that dynamic was was exactly what it needed to be with a darby with a young guy like darby allen and a veteran like cm punk i just felt like there were times though where darby just looked like kind of dumb because he's young he's well, a millennial then, well then if he's if he's going to be young and dumb if then age, so. if he's young and dumb then let's let's turn him what do you mean? Young no, and it's, dumb it's not, equals not, heel to not, me. No, there's the there's there's there is that storyline like and it was demonstrated on Friday where Darby Allen is reckless. Darby Allen, his age, he thinks he thinks he's invincible, and that's kind of the whole point of like in like that's kind of the whole point of the whole Sting presence is to make sure that he doesn't fall into those traps. But he fell into those traps, I guess. But yeah. I don't think Dar- and you're suggesting Darby Allen to turn heel. That is absolutely not my. That wouldn't be my call. It wouldn't be my call. He's your hot. He's your biggest draw. Your biggest baby face for all the kids. No, okay, out there. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, didn't take not that turn Darby account. Allen. I'll take that back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Darby. Don't turn heel. It's just okay, Corey. Just just pay the people you put in body bags and hang from helicopters. That's all. I mean, I'm sure you do. I just just looking better. Under, <laughs> underlining it. That's all. Next up, oh my match of the night. Oh, just looking forward to this match. Paul speaking White. of speaking of matches that are exactly what it should be, it should have been. This match could have been shorter, <laughs> three minute match. Uh, Paul White versus QT Marshall. So you you heard that uh, even Dave mentioned Uncle Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio mentioning that uh, this match was put in place as a filler match. 
Uh, more so that if another match went Dave long, didn't need to tell me that. You thought, oh, you knew that? You Well, I mean, it was confirmed by Dave. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you look at this match on paper, you don't need to tell me that this well, is a I thought match. I thought it was going to be for Adam Cole to debut, but no. Uh, yeah, uh, Paul White comes out. Which is actually, I, I, I was behind that idea, but looking back on it now, what yeah, they did for Adam Cole yeah, was, uh, I, yeah. was a little bit better. But yeah. we'll get there. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul White versus QT Marshall. White limping. No more BS, Corey. Uh, No, and he's got a full... He's got like a full like old lady. That body. theme song is so fucking good. Too. It's it's the same guy that sings the Big Show song, it's isn't a, it? It is the it's the same guy. Well, I'm gonna sing a song about Paul Yo. White. Uh, so this like uh, so, Camarado, Nick Camarado, and Aaron Solo were cleared from the ring right when the bell rang. Uh, White beating down on QT Marshall. Gets White down for a second. Solo brought into the ring. Show or sorry, White takes him out. Camarado taken out. QT comes off the top rope. Caught by White. Choke slam. Pin. Win. Match over. Exactly what it needed to be. Yep. He fucking you got Paul White wearing Dominic Mysterio's ring gear. Well, yeah, I'll say this. Um, they say they want to have every type of match on yeah. a show. AEW has been very vocal about that from the inception of the company. And having a WWE-style match on the show is having every type of match on the show. There's no Cody match. That is usually the WWE-style match. Did you see there's another Cody figure coming out? There's not enough Cody figures. How many fucking Cody figures? I think there's one, two, three. I think there's five now. And this that's one it. comes with Liberty. Well, yeah. I'm kind of down getting that LJN-style one, though. Anyways, uh, are you gonna watch Roads to the Top? I'm actually kind of looking. I'll check to it, it out. I, me too. I'll I mean, I do, it like it's uh, any opportunity to see more Ricky Starks on my on the screen. You baby, you know I'm there. Yeah, That's I just not, dabbed. Ricky Starks is not. He does used not to dab. dab. He used to dab. Okay. Check it out. It was on there. He just does. He does this now. Well, yeah, he evolved this into. Well, maybe I'm thinking of TJP. He definitely dabbed. Yeah, less said about him, the better. Uh, but more said about this, the main event, AEW World Heavyweight Championship match, the better Christian Cage, the Impact Wrestling World Champion, mind you. Not title for title. Not title for title versus Kenny Omega, uh, just for the one title. I do love how Kenny Kenny Omega comes out. He is just dripping hair dye down his chest. It's either hair dye or uh, spray on tan, because it is just, there's some dark substance dripping down his chest. Yeah, that's his, his heel. That's his heel turn. That's his, his heelness. And I love how it cuts to Christian, and Christian just has like this clean cut haircut, and he's just like, oh, "I'm gonna get all that shit all over me, aren't I?" <laughs> I might as well be wrestling Darby Allen at this point. Uh, Kenny Omega, 277 days as AEW champion with five successful title defensives. The same and amount of counting. Days, uh, yeah, the same amount of time that Moxley held the title. So now, I guess, winning this match, he surpassed moxley uh, with title reigns or the title will he win Corey? well yeah (laughs) keep going uh the match kicks off fucking fast okay i'll say this best christian match i've ever seen oh i'm gonna have to dig real deep on that one but there was like there i think i remember worked his ass off i mean he needs to he's i mean if you live by the mantra of outworking everyone that's true i would expect no less uh, so the match kicks off. Christian dodges a knee strike right off the bat. Uh, Christian hits a splash to Kenny from the turnbuckle. Christian tossing the stairs on the outside. 
Omega then eventually lays Christian out on the floor on the outside, places the table on top of him, uh, and not him on the table, then goes for a double stomp on the table, breaking the table onto Christian's chest, which didn't look fun at all. Ow. Another table is set up on the outside, but isn't used at this point. Kenny then knocks Christian down, goes for a moonsault off a barricade. Uh, this is a kind of funny spot where he slips on the barricade and this fan just goes. And just Kenny looks right at him. They stare down each other for a second. And he's just like, hold on, hold on. I'm going to hit it real quick. Hold on. And then hits another, uh, like a twisting moonsault off the barricade. Yeah. Which is fucking yeah. Crazy. No, it, the, I thought that spot worked for the sake that Kenny Omega has kind of built a brand of him just being an extra loud uh, dork. Yeah. Well, yeah. He just happens to be your champion. Yeah, because if, if he didn't hit the moonsault after... The fact that he hit the moonsault afterwards, it was incredible. And it was great. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kenny fights out of a cloverleaf attempt in the ring. We have a, re- a reverse DDT laying Kenny on the mat. V-trigger to the back of Christian's head. Then two snapdragon su- or suplexes to... Uh, Christian, um, and I didn't think Christian would be taking this much of punishment to the head and neck. I mean, Honestly, I mean this. Just go on, go on. Uh, I'll say it at the end. <laughs> Kenny then does his his gunpoint at Christian. Christian flips him off. That's when Kenny Omega just gets pissed and gives him another Snapdragon V trigger to Christian. Kenny uh, then attempts to give Christian a German suplex on the aforementioned table on the outside. Um, try to tease another Snapdragon onto it, but they don't go through it immediately. That's when, um, well, they first they both tease their finishers going off of the apron into the table, but they don't get it. And uh, Christian giving Kenny Omega a spear through the ropes. I wonder where he learned that move um, through the table. So I mean, it was a cool, cool spear through the the ropes to the outside. Uh, Kenny eventually uh, dot or Christian goes for a frog splash. Kenny gets his knees up. Ripcord V trigger to Christian. High angle clover leaf. He just does the kitchen sink. Uh, he just it, yeah. he goes through everything. He's just spamming all his specials out, this guy. Callus then calls out the good brothers. They're taken out. We get the kill switch to Ooh. Kenny. Uh, he kicks out. Callus is in the ring for the distraction. Uh, both men are on the turnbuckle. Um, there are, it's, Christian's looking for the super kill switch off the top rope. That's when Christian is put on the shoulders of Kenny Omega, one winged angel after getting his eyes raked, mind you. Um, pin win, 277 days. One winged angel off the second rope on this 47 year old man, by the way. Yeah, and, you know, people were saying that he landed on his head and neck. He, yeah, no, he landed. I'm on sure his he's neck. okay. We would have probably heard something about it by he, now. I mean, when I, I saw the match, I think more with more recent eyes. I, saw I mean, he today. seemed all right in the post match. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, 277 days yep. and counting. Now 278. And Omega retains. Six, six uh, defenses now. So. Yeah. Uh, this match, uh, maybe my expectations were probably a little bit too high. <laughs> Mine were really low. So I was um, I was super looking forward to this one, especially after their, um, their Rampage match. But then I've come to realize the reason why I really loved that Rampage match was, A, it was shorter, and B, Christian won yeah. after all that, after all those spots. Yeah. And for this match, they kind of... They kind of ran it back to what they had, be albeit with a little bit. I wouldn't even say a little bit more time because, like, none of the matches on the show were more than twenty-five minutes long. By the way, okay. I, which I think we thought was really interesting. Yeah. So, 
so yeah, by virtue me liking the Rampage match more was by virtue of it being shorter and by virtue of it of Christian winning. You so said under twenty five, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for Christian losing this match after what was ostensibly most of the spots that they did for that Rampage match, mm-hmm. I thought was a little one was a little too one sided for my taste. Okay. I yes, you got that spear through the middle rope and Kenny got onto the table. Um I wish there was a lot more hope spots for Christian. Um, I wish okay, they, I wish they could, I could have easily gotten, I, I could have, I would have wanted at least five more minutes because this is your title match main event. Yeah. Out of all the matches that could go more than 25, I was hoping Christian just did not work enough. He did not work enough. He you wanted to outwork everyone. You didn't. You well, lost. First Christian, you buddy. need to outwork yourself, buddy. Okay. Yeah take a look played himself yeah. congratulations if you want to make the world a better place take a look in the mirror yeah but then that's make just change. me trying to find criticisms for the sake of criticisms i still think this was a great match yeah um christian cage they fucking wwe they just took fucking what like five years off this guy's career and for him to look like this like mm-hmm. it makes you really question who is actually clear and not clear you know yeah you yeah. know with edge with well, Ryan, yeah, with Paige, yeah, maybe they're just you know taking extra extra precautions over there. Yeah, uh, they got more to lose, I guess. If somebody really gets hurt under their dime, you know what I mean. Uh so after the match, yeah, uh, but the then el- you also, you know, everyone else. <laughs> Think uh, about the injury history with everyone else, the el- like Sheamus, spinal stenosis, still wrestle. He wrestled today, Matt Hardy, in, fact, in a pretty good match. Yeah. Drew McIntyre, yeah, that's true. Uh, so then uh, the Elite come down, beating down on Christian. Fans are chanting yes. Uh, Everyone's expecting it. Everyone's uh, Kenny expecting. Omega has a mic. He says, I don't care uh, who your hometown heroes are. No one is on my level when it comes to AEW, the AEW belt. Uh, the only people that could beat me are dead, um, have already retired. Or what do you say? Have already retired, aren't here, or are dead. Preferred yeah, the main to... takeaway, the final line was saying dead. Yeah, Gotta make sure that was the last Because, uh, yeah, Adam Cole died and BTE. Uh, then the lights go out, and boom. Adam Cole, baby, makes his debut in AEW. He comes out to the ring with a fucking great theme song. Uh, he comes out to the ring. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, he stares down Kenny Omega for a second, and then... Uh, you see Jungle Boy getting up to his feet, and then super Boom. kick. Uh, he receives a super kick, and uh, Adam Cole hugs his elite brethren. Uh, that's when he gets the mic. He says, uh, who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? It's official. The elite is the most dominant faction in history, and there ain't no chance in hell anyone He is came from the us. heel tunnel. I don't know what people are expecting. That, that's, yeah, that's what I said, because I saw, I knew about what was going to happen before I saw it happen. I, I didn't think, I didn't think too much of it because of the whole fact that motherfucker, it's Adam Cole, Baby. you know. Yeah. Uh so then um, Kenny has so the mic for a second. He starts doing his goodbye and good night, and all of a sudden, would fly to the Valkyries. Not this was a more old timey introduction of it. Like it was like being played by one of those old record players. Well, that's the like the original that's song. That's kind of the point. That's yeah, kind of the, the original point. song yeah, was old-fashioned like a little bit. And, and then but they was... rev it up in the new shit. They add trap beats. Well, they didn't so add this... trap It was a completely different song. Like, it no, went from Flight no, of the... No, they remixed Ride of the Valkyries. I mean, they kind of just... It, they chopped and screwed Ride of the Valkyries, added putting that fucking drum and bass, and they added the You're Gonna Get Your Fucking Head Kicked In 
uh, chant, which I think what? I don't think what are you I don't think about? I didn't hear that. Listen, it, that that song's out now. That song's on Spotify okay. now. I will send you the link. I'll listen to it. So yeah, we'll put the link on the bottom. In in my mo- in the the greatest realization in wrestling history, in my opinion, was incorporating "You're Gonna Get Your Fucking Head Kicked In" to "Ride of the Valkyries." It is something that nobody Flight. has ever Flight realized. Of Flight of the Valkyries. Yeah, yeah. So I, my apologies. Um, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Richard Wagner, wherever you are, probably dead. Oh, most likely dead. Mm, <laughs> probably. He wrote it, like, World War II Like the era. 1800s, maybe. Oh, I don't yeah. know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Brian Danielson. Uh, this, they somehow, so yeah, Brian Danielson, okay. Dan, formerly known as Daniel Bryan, for good God almighty. He comes he out to the ring. In all elite. He stands he, tall. Just think of Looking this. exactly like Brock Lesnar. On one side, we have, haircut. we have the elite. We have Kenny Omega, the Bucks. Adam Cole. On the other side, you have Jurassic Express. You have uh, Christian Cage. And now you have Brian Danielson. This amalgam. This is like the amalgam universe. Remember? And then, and then William Regal came out. And really? Said, War games. I mean, that's that. it has to lead to something like that, right? It's going to lead to that match. It. Ha- I mean, I, I don't think you should waste. Okay, keep going. Keep going. How would else happen? Well, I mean, they all brawl. Uh, Brian, we see him uh, go after Nick Jackson. He gives him a German and then a running knee. This is why I wanted you to say that out loud, Corey, because I think, and I think they should have make Daniel Bryan's um, Brian Danielson's first match on television and have him and have him face Nick Jackson. Oh yeah, I mean that That would be that's that should be your first match on. Probably next next week's dynamite because that that because dynamite this week is pretty stacked as it is right now. Yeah, Have, and Rampage is also kind of stacked because he got the Andrade pack match next Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday, Nick Jackson, Brian Danielson. Yeah, fucking do that shit. Uh, it'd be it'd be perfect. And also, it's you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait on the Danielson match, to be honest, because like with CM Punk, I kind of understand because there's a lot more what ifs and mystique to the pay per view. Yeah, motherfucker, Brian Danielson main evented WrestleMania this year. Yeah, yeah. we know, we know well, yeah. he, what he can do. You know, his last match was against Roman Reigns on a SmackDown. What July? Like, yeah. Dude, let's not wait on this. Let's not be gun shy. Dan- Brian Danielson wants to fucking wrestle. Let him fucking wrestle. I mean, so, he's going to wrestle. I mean, we're gonna. He's gonna wrestle. I would hope he's wrestling. No, but um, but this is this has to lead to, like I said, the elite yeah, it has to lead to that. But I don't want that to be his first match. No, no, I don't think that's gonna be his first. We're not gonna wait that long. We're Nick definitely Jackson. gonna get Nick Jackson, Tony yeah. Khan. I'm I'm making sure Tony, brother Tony. Yeah. I know you're listening. Tony, Tony. It's Tony. just it's just what I'm. It's just it's it's only natural, right? Like he the, he he did not. He immediately went to Nick Jackson. Well, we don't need him, we don't need to talk to Dustin about it. We need to talk to Tony about, it, not Dustin. He kicked. He kicked him. He did the knee. The fucking the best theme song in all of AEW was started playing. So, Ugh. did do so you think good. Cole? I think Adam Cole got the bigger pop though because it was unexpected. You think? I thought so. Like Daniel Bryan coming out, everyone knew. It was I've watched. Happen. I've I've watched the last six minutes of this pay per view on loop for the past day. And now I'm just thinking. I I think no. I think Dave Brian Danielson got the bigger pop. Okay. I mean, because yeah. to me it was just it was very. But no, not to discount Adam Cole's pop. You know, yeah. you know, like that was also gigantic. Um, if I if it was just Adam, but I will say if it was just Adam Cole, I would have been kind of let down. Just maybe because of my personal. Preference. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, especially everyone was talking about. But then the Brian double Danielson. swerve. That's and that's. 
and that was it. That ended our show. Yeah. Um, one main takeaway from that segment: they were not chanting Brian Danielson; they were chanting AEW. Oh yeah. This was this now centered in Chicago. What they like the fact that they were given this show and they came away. You had Brian Danielson coming at back, and then they chanted AEW. That is the ultimate. Yeah. That is the ultimate, ultimate. I love you. That you can give to that company, bar none, and completely justified. I thought this was an all-time classic of a wrestling pay-per-view, and it's it's and and like um, and and I thought this immediately, and it well, was twenty-four hours yeah. after my personal number one favorite. Definitely their like, best. Yeah, Definitely there is this one number show. one. There's uh, instantly their number one. All AEW is instantly number well, one paper. And you know, my question now is, you know, and we can sit here and just like fantasy book all day until the cows come. Where do they come? Where do they but, go with this? Well, yeah, fucking Adam Cole and Brian Danielson and Ruby. So, like, look what you got. Yeah, no, I know, but <laughs> so you got, now son? that you are, they're both they're all working in companies, a company that you can go to different companies. Will we see? Daniel Bryan or CM Punk maybe step back into Ring of Honor eventually. You know, maybe we'll see Adam Cole in Impact. You know, they, and I think I mean, that's the best thing to do. I mean, we can go directly into the scrum post show and for Bryan Danielson to, you know, say what he said during that scrum, which was about pushing the, uh, of the him wanting to wrestle at New Japan, but he, he also says that, travel but it, it doesn't make sense right now yeah. because of what's happening. You know, him and Punk were all were very reserved. And Punk a lot more reserved, saying he's an AEW guy. In which Tony Khan was like, yeah, you tell him, Punk. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, Tony, come on. Tony Khan. Tony, Tony. We, he, it's all love, isn't Tony. He, isn't he the biggest fucking darling out of this whole entire thing at the end of the day? You know Those media scrums, every time he's right next to his newest signee, like you're great, you're great. Thank you. Thank you know you. what's funny Thank though? He is essentially he's essentially like he got bored playing the GM mode in WW2K, and he was like, you know what? He was a DVD that you can see old posts of his account on DVDR forums. Oh, I don't think he wasn't like a huge wrestling fan. I'm not. No, he's a gigantic wrestling. What? No, that's what I'm saying. He was I, a DVDR poster. I know. I'm just saying he, he is essentially just. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, so yeah, Dan, or Brian Danielson. He, yeah. Uh, in the scrum, do you, I mean, do you want me to read some of these quotes? He. Oh, you pulled them up. Yeah. Uh, oh, did, right. Okay, go on. Talking about Vince McMahon, he goes, "I hate to say this, but Vince and I have a great relationship, and I and I love him. I do sometimes." Does he really say he hates to say this? Is he is he saying that in the context of he knows people will hate me for saying this? Because it's not exactly the most because Vince McMahon is not a very popular person. Uh, sorry, I got thrown off for a second. Uh, so no, I mean, he was just talking about his, you know, coming into AEW, uh, from WWE and his relationship with WWE going forward. Uh, and knowing well, he was talking about what you were saying earlier about how WWE was overprotective of him. Um, and he wanted to push his limits. So, uh, Daniels had said that during this, during the all out scrum, uh, he goes, that's one of the things I love about this is the physicality of what, we do being able to push my limits. It's all about Good. pushing his limits. So he goes. A guy I'm... with a, you know, with a history of concussions, wanting to push his limits. Got it. There you go. I'm all for it, man. No, I don't. No, I'm not. Stay uh, safe. <laughs> Adam Cole saying the decision was fair. Work smarter, not harder, Brian. Go um, on. Sorry. No, no. I was just saying Adam Cole saying this is a fairly easy decision. Um, 
Yeah, that's the difference between Brian and Cole. Yeah, in regards to the signings. Uh, and CM Punk said something too about um, uh, W. Uh, this being he, he wants to compare this to like he said. CM Where's Punk, this from? This figure four. Okay. So, uh, CM Punk compares new AEW signings to 1990s WCW editions. So apparently he says, I'm not Hogan, I'm not Savage. Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole, they're not the outsiders. Uh, I see parallels. This is totally different, and I'll go ahead and say it. People can, people can quote me. They'll be pissed about it. Uh, to me, this is a bigger than that. I believe so. I think so. So I mean, I feel, I, you can argue against, like, you can argue business metrics from 1996 and compared to fucking 2021 but ain't nobody got time for that shit he says my opinion i do think this is actually way better way bigger um he says i'm not personally in the business of war or competing i know who competition is and who competition isn't so i mean hey also one it's a one-way street so far and i think it's going to continue to be a one-way street know what i mean we'll see we'll see people go over it's gonna be younger people it's gonna be people who don't get uh you're gonna see people like max caster i could definitely see him in wwe i can definitely him and uh wouldn't be it wouldn't be the worst decision i mean you look at him he looks like a million bucks yeah and he he, he could be on talk. that new he could be on that new nxt yeah. He, can, he can say questionably, questionably problematic, unquestionably problematic oh, no, things he will be without scripted, any consequence scripted to all hell and I don't and like I, when he says, yeah, anyways. He's back with the company, though, so. <laughs> For now. Wardlow, you know, you could always put Wardlow. Wardlow. Okay. Hager uh, can return. With a, rest, with a roster this stacked. Eventually. It's going to, eventually, like, the plate spinning, the plate spinning routine, someone, a plate is going to fall. Someone is going to be unhappy eventually. Yeah. Yeah. This is, it's it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Um. And it's just going to be it's only it's it's only going to be a matter of time who that would be. Right now, I don't think it's going to be anybody. Uh, well, no, I mean, but the only time I mean, whose we'll contracts are up soon? Uh, Jericho, you know, Jericho, uh, Kenny, the Bucks, Cody. They're not leaving. You Mox. So, what do you think of the fact that the uh, we kept on saying how good this show is, and the fact that there was no Cody match? Do you think that's an indictment on Cody? I will be straight up. I used to say Cody Rhodes was my favorite wrestler. You can go back in the history. Used to, yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's got he's gotten down the list for you lately. It's just he seems like he's just stroking his own ego, and that's what or, it seems like for I years. Mean, you could also say that he's again he's a new dad. Well, he also, got, this is even before he was a new dad. Like he. Him and Brody Lee had that back and forth for the title. He just left to go do the show. Then he came back and won the title back and then lost. I mean, it you again. could argue him doing go big show was a way to strengthen the brand. Like ultimately was it? He, he didn't like he didn't. I mean, his you can see his intentions of doing so. Seems like he wants to be know? more of a movie being star in the now. being in the good graces of Warner Media has paid. You could argue like has paid tenfold okay, considering, yeah. you know, how much com- how compensated they were with these new deals. Like and for them to say, hey. You're a part of this property that we are, that is part of, no, you are a part of this property that's under our umbrella. Let's utilize you and strengthen this brand. And I could see Cody definitely being in the forefront of, of doing that. And for, and now it's, I wouldn't say it would be a way to stroke his own ego. I think it would be for the better, betterment of the AEW brand. I will say, and I'll also say this. Uh, and but no, no, no well, 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 the whole point, yeah, Cody Rhodes, 
not on the pay-per-view, pay-per-view is considered one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. So what do you what does that mean? What do you what do you say about that? Does it does it lessen Cody's leverage? No, Cody isn't a good bit. face. Uh, like I just don't like him as a face. That's what it is. He's gonna have to go through this Malachi Black program, and and, and it is reported that he is about he's expected to come back within this month. Great, we'll get so. like ten minute intros and. But anyway, so what he's I was gonna, gonna get say, his win back. What I was gonna say is that, or he won't because it's not WWE. You know what I mean? We might just and then yeah. Then but, what do you do with Cody if he loses to Malachi Black? Fucking, fucking, go to go Big Show well, season two. Yeah, sure. Um, Cody is like Ric Flair, and I don't mean that in a positive <laughs> way. <laughs> I mean that in a sense of remember when Ric Flair was a face. Like remember how bland Ric Flair was at times. Kind of before my time. Okay, but you've watched Ric Flair as a face somewhere. I've only seen Ric Flair as a face in the context of that, the fact that he's really old. And every well, he was always old. The guy had gray hair since he was like <laughs> yes. twenty. I mean, he's been old. For, um, he was on BTE this week, by the way. Oh, was he? That's great. Well, he's probably yeah, was, was he with Andrade. No, so I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll okay, yeah. Uh, uh, Mike, what happened on BTE this week? <laughs> well, uh, oh, so they were gonna uh, they were gonna resurrect Adam. Okay, no, we could. I mean, we could just talk about BTE this week. That did you? I didn't watch it. I, I picked and chose. I picked and choose certain segments. I'm gonna watch it after I, I turn this off, but okay. Um, they resurrected Adam Cole. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. that was. But uh, but you know, Ric Flair, Ric Flair. He was there. It wasn't exactly scripted. It was just that. It was just Kenny and the Bucks, and Kenny and the Bucks, and a quote unquote fifth person in in their crew. Oh, okay. So I could always, you know who it is. Um, was it Adam Cole? It was Adam Cole. Um, or it's heavily implied it was Adam Cole. But then they received a check for the for their dinner, and then it just said paid by Ric Flair. <laughs> That's in great. like in like gigantic handwriting. What? I don't know whether or not I don't know whether or not it was a rib. Well they were something. they were teasing him. They were teasing him coming in for the past couple of weeks. So. Yeah. And then and they just like as soon as they got the check, they just kept on wooing the restaurant for to for Rick to notice them. It's like I heard you. Hey, and they just did a bunch of Rick impersonations. Go, go and watch that. That's actually, it's actually kind and of Rick Flair just like, yeah, no, exactly. He's just like, I heard you guys. I heard you guys. Woo! Anyway. Anyways, that was BTE it. this week. <laughs> no, uh, you're right. It's pretty low. Uh, yeah, and uh... Cody Rhodes. <laughs> no, Brian Danielson is and Adam Cole, Ruby Soho are in the fold. Massive acquisitions for all out. Brian Danielson, all time pay per view. He is active back on uh, Instagram again. Jesus. Yeah, read the comments. I want to give me the first five comments you see. Wow, Nikki, Nikki Bella, hands up emoji. Great. Okay, no, from unverified accounts. <laughs> okay, un- unverified. Let me just pull a couple up. Amazing. Now AEW over WWE. Why, Daniel? Why? Oh, wow. We have a someone's not exactly. A fan of this is why I'm asking Sad you to face. read these comments. Sad face. Um, oh, here's a here's a good one from an Aaron Royce. I don't know why I'm giving a shout out. I haven't read the comment yet. I have been watching WWE don't, since the don't do that. I was a kid in the '80s, and the last year with all the people they go let go and talent that they let walk. How awful Raw what has been. Or was. No, he says was. Uh, I am now all elite as well. Well, you heard it first. Aaron Royce is all elite as well with wow, Brian Daniels. Wow, you just blew your microphone on my end at that point by doing this that. This is big no, news. Cool. 
Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's a mixed reaction. Uh, a lot of people. Tribalism is, is no, a hell of a thing. In, we want you in WWE. Yay. Someone says Volcano. I bought your house. You're quieter. Now I will start watching AEW every week. Wow. Good call. Good call. Wow. Pierre Good call. Anton 23. Good call. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I, I saw oh, the someone majority said, of. Oh. Someone said, when will the AEW phase end? <laughs> the trend buddy wrestling well, at buddy wrestling anyways buddy murphy said this oh they have all wwe posts on their page too it's great yeah. anyways yeah no yeah it's great uh speaking of wwe i saw like most overall cool. i saw that nia jack charlotte match i'm watching a clip right now it was uh it was something i was actually kind of disappointed they didn't shoot on each other but i probably shouldn't have expected that because no, they got talking. They were just they were kind of catching on that. Uh that they dedicated an entire hour to tag team matches. Yeah, uh, there was a tag team turmoil match. Well, yeah, didn't the um, and the yeah. rebellion or whatever they're called. They're called the reckoning. Oh, I forgot their names. I don't uh, care. Yeah. Fucking uh, no, there was one funny part was that during the Carrion Cross segment where he was wrestling uh uh Johnny Nitro. They call him Johnny Nitro, right? No, John, Morrison. John Morrison. Uh, the, for John Morrison, Impact Wrestling tweeted the match between Johnny Impact and uh, Killer Cross. Oh, that's great. You know, it's, I mean, they do that all the time. Yeah. Whenever like Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre did their thing, yeah. you see Jake Impact At- Wrestling would. J- Jake Atlas is making the rounds. Yeah, he's him and isn't Chris, is Chris Bay also part of that? Oh no, John Gresham. Oh also. yeah, well I think they're both Gresham and Chris Bay. They're doing the New Japan thing in Philadelphia. Well, he's, he was also at Effie's. Uh, he wrestled at Effie's Big Gay Brunch last weekend. Did, did Atlas have no compete? Have a no compete clause? I mean, it was thirty days, probably. That's why. Yeah, I'm guessing it was a thirty day one. He should go to AEW. Or sure, he sure should he just will. do whatever the I'm fuck sure he, he wants. Will, dude, he will show up in AEW. He's a, he has an end, dude. Like, like the him. Remember, like they always wanted him. They always wanted him, right? It was him and Jungle Boy. Yeah, but Jungle, Jake Atlas. Jungle Boy's his best friend in AEW, and also another really good friend of his. APW, you mean? Like Jungle, Jungle Boy is his best friend from right, APW. Right, right. I was saying in AEW. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, yeah. Who wrestles there? Uh, but also, another one of his best friends is Fred Rosser, who is now a New Japan Strong um, wrestler. So they're really. So he's like an, he's officially contracted in New Japan or something. Who Fred Rosser? Yeah. Uh I don't know if he's officially contracted. But what he's are only... like the status of those contract? Uh, of those, uh, what's the contract status of like most of the Gaijins and Gaijins? It's like, it's not, I don't think they're officially signed uh, to New Japan. I think they're just using the talent as kind of like independent contractors, but I good talent, yeah, they're you know, really good. Atlas, yeah. Um, anyways, <sighs> anyways, it's getting late. Um, and yeah, it's to a point where I feel like I shouldn't even use that date on the corner. Half fucking, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> we recorded this at date of recording, time. I guess. Anyways, all time pay per view. All timer says a lot of people, timer. including Michael here at City Wrestling Radio. Mm. Hey guys, well we're gonna get out of here today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at City Wrestling Radio on Instagram and Facebook. Check us out on Twitter at CWR four one five. Don't ask why we have a different name for our Twitter. Anyways, have a wonderful day, a wonderful weekend. Is that wrong? Is in the bottom? No, no. Oh, well, technically, the Twitter for Twitter it is, but anyways, guys. <laughs> okay. We love you. We care about you. And we'll see you later. Bye. Da, 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 da.